All right, Leadheads, welcome back to the Nordic Components Talking Lead podcast. This is our 2016 Memorial Weekend bonus show. And yes, we're still going to have our normally scheduled show coming out Monday. So uh, don't uh, don't be alarmed. We're uh, just coming at you early this weekend. Just thought we'd do a little uh, Memorial Day weekend special. And uh, I kind of wanted to to do that by just reading... A little article from the History Channel's website. They have an article on Memorial Day. So uh, just to give you a little idea of how it came to be. Uh, And as we know, Memorial Day is an American holiday observed on the last Monday of May. And we honor our men and women who died while serving in the U.S. military. Originally known as Decoration Day, It originated in the years following the Civil War and became an official federal holiday in 1971, the year I was born. Many Americans observe Memorial Day by visiting cemeteries or memorials, holding family gatherings, and participating in parades. So, early observances of Memorial Day. The Civil War claimed more lives than any conflict in U.S. history, requiring the establishment of the country's first national cemeteries. By the late 1860s, Americans in various towns and cities had begun holding springtime tributes to these countless fallen soldiers, decorating their graves with flowers and reciting prayers. It is unclear where exactly this tradition originated. Numerous different communities may have independently initiated the memorial gatherings. Nevertheless, in 1966, the federal government declared Waterloo, New York, the official birthplace of Memorial Day. Waterloo, which had first celebrated the day on May 5, 1866, was chosen because it hosted an annual community-wide event during which businesses closed and residences decorated the graves of soldiers with flowers and flags. Decoration Day. On May 5, 1868, General John A. Logan, leader of an organization for Northern Civil War veterans, called for a nationwide day of remembrance later that month. The 30th of May, 1868, is designated for the purpose of strewing with flowers or otherwise decorating the graves of comrades who died in defense of their country during the late rebellion and whose bodies now lie in almost every city, village, and hamlet churchyard in the land, he proclaimed. The date of Decoration Day, as he called it, was chosen because it wasn't the anniversary of any particular battle. On the first Decoration Day, General James Garfield made a speech at Arlington National Cemetery and 5,000 participants decorated the graves of the 20,000 Union and Confederate soldiers buried there. Many northern states held similar commemorative events and reprised the tradition in subsequent years. By 1890, each one had made Decoration Day an official state holiday. Many southern states, on the other hand, continued to honor their dead on separate days until after World War I. Evolution of Memorial Day Memorial Day as Decoration Day gradually came to be known originally honored only those lost while fighting in the Civil War. But during World War I, the United States found itself embroiled in another major conflict, and the holiday evolved to commemorate American military personnel who died in all wars. For decades, Memorial Day continued to be observed on May 30th, the date Logan had selected for the first Decoration Day. But in 1968, Congress passed the Uniform Monday Holiday Act, which established Memorial Day as the last Monday in May in order to create a three-day weekend 
for federal employees. The change went into effect in 1971. Again, a great year, the year that Lefty was born. The same law also declared Memorial Day a federal holiday. Memorial Day traditions. Uh, and then it goes and talks about cities and towns across the United States host Memorial Day parades each year, often incorporating military personnel members, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so, I mean, we're all familiar with the, the modern day uh, traditions of Memorial Day. And so everybody's got their own way that they celebrate Memorial Day. You guys, if you don't have any family members that have served uh, and have given their lives for, uh, in defense of our great nation, uh, our rights, our constitutional rights, our First Amendment, our Second Amendment, our Third, Fourth, Fifth, Sixth, Seventh, uh, all the rights that we enjoy in this country, um, just just swing by, go by a cemetery. I'm sure there's going to be many, 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 many memorial services across our great land here that you can take part in. And of course, all the parades and, uh, you know, the retailers, of course, they've turned it into a huge, you know, there's another huge retail day. So there'll be a lot of people having some good sales. Might be a good time to go and uh, get you a component for your uh, new AR that you're going to build. Uh, of course, you can always go to Nordic Components, nordiccomp.com, and use the code LEADHEAD. And uh, always enjoy a nice little discount there from our friends over at Nordic Components. All right, so uh, I wanted to replay this interview that I did with the guys from Colt when I was at the Big 3 East, uh, Colt Manufacturing, uh, because of their strong military heritage, I thought this would be a great uh, interview, an appropriate interview to replay for you guys. It was with Justin and Max uh, over there at Colt Manufacturing, and um, they did a, just a, a great job, a great interview. They're very candid in talking about the restructuring of Colt and what they've been going through. Uh, to to basically make themselves more consumer centric, uh, focusing more on the consumer market. Uh, even though I mean they're still strong, uh, they do a lot of things with our military, uh, and obviously you know they have that strong military background. So um, you guys enjoy this, and like I said, uh, we will be back with our normally scheduled show uh, on Monday. So stay tuned, leadheads. All right, Leadheads, welcome back. We are at the Big East 3 event, and uh, we've got uh, another group of people in to join us. And we've got the guys from Colt Manufacturing Company. Welcome in. we got uh, Justin and Max, right? Yep, that's correct. How are you? Doing good. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Doing, doing good. good. Now, is this your first year here? It yep. is. It's, um, it's the first time we've come out to the event. We actually um, met up with Dave Fourier back in November at our annual gun site media event and he kind of came up to us during the event and said hey there's this other event you might want to know about that's a little more of a group effort kind of filled us in and we decided to come out it's uh i'll tell you it definitely exceeded my expectations uh quite a bit it's it's quite a mine too put together event yeah i mean they they at shot show is when i first heard about met cj i mean i've heard about it over the years but got to talk to CJ about it, and he was explaining, you know, what all they do and what's going on, and uh, it didn't prepare me. You know, I was I was overwhelmed when I got. Yeah, into yeah, it. I think the explanation we got to it, 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 it was one of those. You know, it sold us to come down here, but we really didn't fully expect what we were walking into. I mean, it is, it is much more well uh, put together than than we kind of were expecting. It's uh, it's been great. Yeah, yeah and, and from what I understand, there's been a lot of growth down here. So to imagine where the event was maybe two years ago and then to see it today. Now, I, Bill can tell you that. 
Bill's been here every year, right? <laughs> yeah that was their first meeting was the stumps yeah everybody <laughs> met around the stump <laughs> i believe it i believe it yeah. this is the best decision you guys made all month right yeah yeah so. yeah well i mean it wasn't it to be fair you know it started off hey why don't you come to florida in march and uh, you know I, yeah he, there was a bunch of words after that I, i'm not 100 percent sure what he said but, but <laughs> i was just i was nodding feverishly so. yeah so tell us uh, what Colts got going on these days. Oh, we've got I mean, a lot. You guys of good have been stuff, around yeah. for forever. Everybody's familiar with Colt, so. Yep, we've got one of the more uh, recognized names in the firearms industry, and and a lot of folks that give us a hard time uh, over the last couple of years as uh, a company who kind of focused on our um, military heritage, and uh, not not that there's anything wrong with that. That's that's a really strong uh, place to be. Absolutely, but. Yeah. Um, to, to come back and, and really revisit the um, and and refocus on the consumer market was was a really big drive. We've had a lot of change, and it's all been a lot of good change, and we're really focused on getting in front of the consumers again. Yeah. So what was the big change? What's your biggest one? Uh, well, well, so in 2014, they merged the defense business with the commercial business the, or the consumer business. And you know, kind of from a structural standpoint, that was the beginning of a long chain of uh, events that, that have led us up to where we're at now. After that merger, you were essentially left with a business that, that wasn't balanced properly and wasn't, wasn't really sustainable as it, you know, as it ended up after the merger. Right. And, uh, you know, no secret, the black rifle market in particular has been um, kind of up and down over the past couple of years i mean we've seen sure. these wild swings where on one hand you could sell anything that you could put together and then on the other hand you know that train just stops and when it stops you know believe me it it, yeah. it stops yeah, it, it goes hard. from you can't give it away so you know what we really needed to do is take this business and kind of re rebalance it is is really the best way to to put it you know as max alluded to earlier you know the the company for you know probably the last 20 years was heavily focused on serving the military and and very honorably and and it's a it's a again a great business to be in but but government business is even you know probably much more unpredictable than the consumer market so right. you know when you've got these wild swings on the consumer side and you've got wild swings on the on the government side um, it plays it, havoc on a company doesn't it it does it, it makes <laughs> planning it's, difficult. it's tough to run a business yeah, yeah. so so you know the 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 big news from last year was uh, we went through a financial restructuring, so that began in June of last year, and then in January of this year we completed that. So, coming out of that, you know we've got uh, after the merger we had a new CEO uh, who's been a kind of a longtime gun guy who actually was in charge of engineering when he first came over to Colt. So, right. um, you're talking a, a guy who's got industry experience who who was very heavily involved in the manufacturing part of the company right. who, so he's who, familiar with the company they took somebody that's been there within and absolutely and, yeah. and, and somebody who had been promoted up so and then again kind of a the next uh, domino to fall after that was he brought in uh, a senior vice president Paul Spitali who um, has done a lot of media and, and, and people have been very exposed to him kind of a really top shelf just sales and marketing guy came from you know billion dollar uh, electronics companies mm -hmm. uh, who came over to Colt really because it was what he wanted to do. I mean, he was just, again, a shooter who, you know, kind of had this opportunity in front of him. Hey, I get to go work for Colt, which, right. which 
I mean, it, now we're talking the first two top levels of the company now are gun guys who, who, <laughs> yeah. who, who when they see events like this, isn't that a novelty gun oh, guys running a gun company? It's yeah. great. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite the sea change. I, I, I've, um, I've been at the company about 10 years kind of in, in various roles. So I've seen a number of changes over the years and this is a great time to be at the company. We've kind of, we've worked through a lot over yeah. the last, uh, you guys got your years. internal stuff going now. Exactly. So now you can focus Absolutely. on. And the public and the products and that is 100 percent it so so we're rolling uh hard and heavy now so it's it's good now it's yeah gr- it's great actually yeah and and through that restructuring one of the real uh keystones of that whole process for us was we ran at a full-on sprint through that whole process just to rebuild the organization into something that was a lot more viable and a lot more um you know consumer centric so mm-hmm. that we we cut down some of our product skews we, you know, followed that up immediately with re- releasing products that really made a lot of sense to folks and got people thinking. Like, for example, the competition pistol, that thing is, that's our story for the year. It's well, Tell it's us a, about that, yeah. Yeah, it's a great featured pistol, and, and the MSRP is just something that you wouldn't expect from a Colt, and we've done that across our entire line. I think Justin might want to talk about the competition pistol a little bit. Yeah. We we really tried to go from taking a, kind of a, a smorgasbord of different products that, that weren't necessarily exactly what anybody was looking for, but they could bring it to a gunsmith, and after, after they sold their for, firstborn, they could maybe end up with the pistol that they wanted. And um, that that's really not a great place to be for, for kind of long-term health of the company. And, right. and uh, we didn't want to sell guns that people like to bring to gunsmiths and, and get the gun they want to get. It's, yeah. it's it, it doesn't make sense. So... What we did was we we literally just took it a look at each market segment and said, hey, listen, like like who are who are these people? Who buys this gun? What do they buy it for? And we just broke broke it down. Hey, we need a good lightweight commander with features that people want in a carry gun. Right. We want a good full size government carbon steel gun that people want, you know, to to shoot IDPA or IPSEC or USPSA, some sort of competition with. And mm-hmm. and what we did was we want the gun that they're. That they're taking and to the gunsmith and having all these features and ending up yeah. with exactly. So did exactly. you did you poll a bunch of competition shooters say hey what what's the top things that you have smithed on your gun? Well, yeah, I, I, we did a little bit of that, but we actually did one better. We we took our pro shooter Mark Reddle who uh, who who had who had shot competitively for us for years and we had sponsored and we just brought him in as a full time product manager. There you go. And yeah, you got, <laughs> and, your, uh, got your expert right there. Yeah, now in-house. we have kind of a full-time competition expert for us sitting in the meeting. So it's, it's um, you, you know, it was, hey, we need a, a, a site structure on here that's appropriate, that's a fiber optic front. Yeah. And, and Another and, novel idea is get somebody who knows what they do, what, you know, what they're doing, he, yeah. and get the, get the input from them. Absolutely. And, and I, I want to put this out there, and it's that, Mark, you know, a lot of times when somebody, when a company hires somebody on to, to do this kind of work, uh, it's somebody who's, you know, they're going about their daily life and, and maybe they're a product manager and uh, they're they're phoning it all in as far as, you know, it's a lot of emails. Uh, Mark has a desk and he's there Monday through Friday. He's in there every day and he's hustling and, and it's, it's just, it's a really good relationship and, you know, the pistol that came out of it, and, you know, that's just step one. But this pistol, he was able to take it to the Steel Challenge, what was it, about two weeks ago. Yeah, two, three mm-hmm. weeks ago. And he... 
He took a, a brand new pistol, took it to the Steel Challenge, and took second place. Wow! Without doing any of his his little work, just took it out of the box. Huh? Yeah. yeah. So he designed the pistol that That's he's cool. going to use to compete with, which is I, I think that speaks a lot to the to the product. Yeah. So tell us some of the features that are on that. So it's um you know starting from the top down, it's it's you know Novak sight cuts most importantly in that slide right from the factory. And then sitting in those sight cuts are a fiber optic front sight. We actually kind of have a blue fiber optic front sight in there from the factory. Uh, and then we we provide some additional fiber rods in the box. We've kind of got the blue in there in a, as an homage to the blue grips. It really is a good-looking pistol kind of with those blue grips and that blue front sight. Okay. It's got a uh, it's got the first, uh, a, you know, Novak low-mount carry adjustable rear sight. So you've actually got an elevation adjustable rear sight that looks like a plain Novak low mount carry sight. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that was something we worked with, with Novak on and, and, um, and they were able to pull through with us. Um, very important again for a competition shooter, you might take the same pistol and you'll shoot steel one day. So you'll want to be shooting something like a 147 grain, nine millimeter. And then the next day you're out there shooting paper and you're shooting 115, 15 grain, nine millimeter. So right. you're going to need to make those little adjustments. And, uh, again, that, that sight structure will help you do that. Um, national match barrel, both in nine and forty-five. Pistol comes in nine and forty-five. Kind of, kind of going down from there. We've got the upswept beaver tail grip safety on there from the factory. We've right. got an undercut trigger guard on there from the factory. We've got G10 grips on there from the factory. So, you know, we've got that sort of competition ready. Ergonomic what kind of a package. checkering are you doing on the? We are not doing any checkering. It's, no checkering. Yeah, okay. it's really tough. Uh, you know. This this isn't really sold as a price point gun, but the the price it's at's pretty aggressive, and it, it getting checkering on there at, at eight ninety nine is is a is a quite an uphill battle. So gotcha. Um, it's uh you know it's an eight ninety nine full MSRP, which um which which is really the place that this pistol needs to be. I mean this is um this is your bread and butter. You know I I kind of keep saying buy it on you know Friday afternoon on the way home from work and yeah. Saturday morning you're shooting. You're shooting. You're yeah, shooting, yeah, and absolutely. Or Friday night, yeah. and then Monday, Monday when you head off to work, you're carrying. So there you go. Yeah. What is. about uh, magazines? How many magazines that come with? You're talking about trying trying to cater to the comp competitor, you know? Yeah, they, it does come with two magazines. We um, we do um, you know, we we do kind of have some promos here and there where we might include a third magazine, but oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, two magazines from the factory. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the mags. things that uh, you didn't touch on, uh, which I think is kind of important, is the dual spring recoil system oh, that we absolutely. have in there. Oh, yeah. So yeah. when when you're shooting 45, point. Uh, you know, there, there's a bit of recoil there. And, and using the dual spring recoil system, we're able to really kind of emulate shooting a 9. So now when you, when you take that math and you apply it to the 9mm with the dual recoil spring system, you've, you've got something that's really comfortable to shoot. Anybody can shoot it. You know, I've I've had a lot of folks come up to me just say they love the way the gun looks. They love mm-hmm. the blue, you know, that Colt blue grip and that that Colt blue front sight, and they love it. And and not everybody's going to be comfortable shooting a forty-five. Well, they still can, and and when it's a nine, they you know, maybe oh yeah, we're shooting a three eighty now. I don't know. So <laughs> absolutely. That so the dual. Spring, so it comes in nine or forty-five. It does. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Same price point, eight ninety-nine both ways. The dual spring recoil system was something we developed for the. Marine Corps pistol back when that solicitation was uh, floating around and we ended up winning that competition. One of the things that kind of uh, put us ahead was the, the the recoil system itself was something we designed to extend the spring life. We mm-hmm. didn't really 
design it necessarily to reduce felt recoil, but but it's but it's kind of one of the, the immediate benefit of it. Yeah, yeah. benefit. Yeah. So um, so you know rather than a recoil spring that you might want to change it three four thousand rounds. Um, probably even on the outside, y- you can go 10, 15,000 rounds. So, um, nice. so it's, it's kind of nice, you know, again, gives you something that you're not having to, uh, you know, take apart and change parts and go right. chase springs mm-hmm. all the time. You're just, uh, you're just shooting, which is kind of, kind of the whole point. It's what we all want to do. You guys, you guys yeah, have them absolutely. here, right? Oh yeah. 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 yeah we'll yeah, we, okay. those all day. We only brought the 45s to the event, um, just to, just to make it easy on our kind of ammo, uh, you know, ammo requirements, but, uh, right. but yeah, yep. Cool. Uh, we'll have to get some range time with that. I mean, Absolutely. I saw them over there. I didn't know if that was yours or not, but you you were further down on the left. Uh, yeah, we're on the rifle side, even with our pistols, uh, because we're all mixed in one bay. So we've got uh, we're number three okay. on the left hand side. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of, talk about your rifles. Okay. What's well, going on? What's going on with Colt rifles? Um, quite a bit. We we brought um, you know that same sort of rationalization um, that we talked about on the pistol side. We did on the rifle side too, and really kind of got got down to core skews, things that, that mm-hmm. people are really looking for. So, um, you know, the the heart of our line is is our uh, LE six nine twenty. Everything kind of kind of comes away from there. That is that is the sixteen inch version of the military M four. It is it is mm-hmm. sixteen inch and semi automatic, and and other than that, that's it's the gun. So, right. um, we uh, you know from there we go to uh, the slimline M four. So last year we kind of updated our Magpul edition. 6920 with uh, the the new slimline furniture, so it gives you the M lock attachment capability on the forend. It gives you uh, sort of a a little more a um, little more stylized buttstock and, mm-hmm. uh, and and pistol grip. The buttstock is actually uh, one of the neat things about that slimline buttstock. It's got uh, tension uh, tension springs inside of it, so so it's it's never rattly. You don't have oh, kind okay. of an extra latch that you're latching Got in order no to make extra, it not rattle. Extra movement in it. It just yeah. doesn't move no matter what position it's in. So, um, you know, just a little bit of upgrade there. Uh, it's a ten forty nine and then nine ninety nine for the six nine twenty. So it's an extra fifty dollars to get something that's kind of semi. You know, semi-custom well, uh, territory yeah. for an M4. So. Yeah, a little yeah. nicer looking. Kind yeah, of deal. yeah. Uh, any plans for you guys? I mean, you're doing the competition pistol. You're going to get some competition rifles out there. We, we do. So we we actually um, on the on the the competition rifle side with with particularly kind of as three gun grew started growing uh, a couple of years ago. We brought in a company in Texas that that kind of specialized in that sort of stuff. Uh, called Bold Ideas, and and they actually make um, they're a, they're a licensee of ours, and they make a number of different Colt competition rifles. And uh, oh, okay, it's a it's it's so a little bit. You're already different. doing it, kind yeah, of. Yeah, we're already doing it. We we've been doing it for a couple of years. It's been a, a very successful program. They end up using a lot of um, you know kind of the guts of the gun, like the bolt carrying the bolt, are are Colt um, you know supplied and right. and, uh, and and using the guts. Yeah, so so then they kind of put whatever foreign they're looking for and whatever buttstocks they're looking for. and, and Muzzle kind of, brakes and things like exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah. Muzzle brakes, adjustable gas systems, all the stuff that you would kind of expect to find on those three-gun rifles. So. Yeah. Now, and of course, just because uh, this is a, an event that was a little bit focused towards the LE side, uh, we did bring a couple of uh, full-auto LE rifles. We have an, uh, Always own, fun. Oh, yeah. Always a good time. <laughs> uh, we have your kind of basic m4 full auto 14 and a half inch barrel that's mm-hmm. the uh, ro977 i don't have to go over the features everybody knows them yeah and then we brought a, a commando which as you know 
uh, evolved from the M16 Commando. So that's uh, RO9 or RO933, and that's uh, full auto, 11 and a half inch barrel, pencil barrel, uh, really compact and, right. and and a good patrol rifle if you're if you're not trying to hit something too too far away. But they're mm. you know as you know RARs are really accurate, so um, it's still a good good uh, reach out and touch somebody weapon. Nice. So we do have a lot of uh, LE and military listeners, um, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons why we're in so many different countries. Sure. Is you know, military spread out. Uh, you guys got any any new plans or anything coming out for the military? Um, we we've been working actually heavily. We we won the uh, M4 recompete, which was uh, I believe last year. So we've been uh, you know the 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 military side of the company is doing everything. Really, just to get ready for that, it, it's it's kind of like starting up a, a cruise ship and, and getting it running. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. just it, it it's a you know a lot of work goes into right. getting those mm-hmm. getting those huge contracts kind of prepared for before they even before you even make the first gun. So yeah. um, they they are messing around a little bit on their side, uh, updating the you know kind of getting some more updated products for specifically international sale and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but. Um, but the big effort over there is definitely getting ready for that new M4 contract. And cool. and something that adds on to that is one of the one of the components of uh, building a, a, a proper true mil spec rifle that you know the government's going to purchase is we've got you know uh, we have government employees in our facility who are there to help oversee like the liaisons, process. right? Consultants and, and and you know. This isn't just... Or are they czars and <laughs> slave drivers? <laughs> uh, you know, somewhere in between. They're, they're keeping they're, their eye on yeah, you. Yeah, they're great folks. They're 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 um, they're the quality guys that are that are there directly from the government. So um, yeah. you know, they've got a job to do, and 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 it's certainly not an easy job. I mean, it's a big facility, and they're covering mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of territory there. But um, but you know, the the same sort of disciplines that we need to adhere to in order to make those government products. You know. The consumers basically get a free ride on that, exactly. and that's really the that's cool yeah. kind of the benefit. So, so those those same processes all go into you know our LE sixty nine twenties. From there up, everything uh, gets that same kind of treatment where it's 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 all the interchangeable components and, and it's all proofed in it in, in the same way, uh, built in the same way. So it's uh, I mean. It's hard to put a price on that. We we can certainly look at our bottom line and find out where that yeah, price is yeah, and, and no distribute doubt. it evenly. It's and, a little easier than <laughs> yeah. And 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 some people question why why our rifles cost what they cost. But then when you take a look at that and you and you really see the the meat and potatoes of it, you know. I mean, you can throw around the word word mill spec all you want, but yeah. this is actually. Being delivered you know, and that's something we talked about on one of our other shows, uh, episodes, earlier episodes, is, you know, mil-spec is just like the bottom standard, you know, that, that companies need to try to achieve. And most, like you guys, you go above that. You yeah, know? Well, yeah and, and, and I think, you know, th- there's, over the years, that word has, has almost become, uh, you know, uh, it, it's, it's lost its meaning somewhere, right. somewhere along the way. Yeah. You know, mil-spec in the in the sense that a lot of people kind of understand it they're really talking about it's black it's 16 inches and it looks kind of like an ar <laughs> okay we're going to call that mil spec that's not you know in the in the true sense of the word that is definitely not right. what right. we're talking about yeah but, we're not um, just talking about specifically whether or not they adhere to certain dimensions on the tdp this is the full boat yeah yeah um you know as uh as as you probably know i mean colt uh, owns the M4 and the M16 TDPs. We license them to the government, 
and and some company who comes in and makes parts for the government or or something like that, they can't turn around and, and just use that technical information to mm-hmm. make um, commercial or consumer rifles. So um, this idea that there's this kind of openly distributed set of prints that anybody can just sort of rent or yeah. or or use to make parts and then call them mill spec, it doesn't exist. I mean, we own that and we license it directly to the government, and the government can can really only use it to procure parts for their uh, use. And, and anything outside of that is frankly is is frankly theft. So yeah. um, it's uh, it, it, it's it's turned into sort of an industry buzzword in a sense, but um, but you know every every once in a while we kind of got to bring everybody down and say, hey dude, this is real. This right. kind of means something. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, but uh, but aside from all that, the the proliferation of the rifle is is what's built the cottage industry around it, and without that, we wouldn't have all this enthusiasm. And we wouldn't have a lot of people going out and having a good time on the weekends. Yeah. So absolutely, uh, it, there's there's although there's some 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 stand for having okay, so everybody's making them, and there's a certain negative aspect of that to us. But the fact that the the enthusiasm has built around it is is really it ends up being a good thing at the end of the day. Absolutely. Yeah, and I and I don't I don't mean to say that in, in the sense that um, that that. That we don't think this industry is big enough because, fr- frankly, it is. And frankly, even on the AR side, we're, we're we're glad that there are so many companies out there making stuff and making parts and and and, and innovating in that platform. And, and keyword and, innovating, yeah, yeah. And, and going that's, crazy. That's with what it because, competition does is it brings mm-hmm. innovation. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And 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 frankly, like the the innovation that happens, and uh, and I know you had Bill in, in here earlier talking about his his uh, PDQ device. You know that that sort of innovation that happens, um, you know, it is tougher in a big company, and, and frankly, it's it's oftentimes it's up to these small companies to really do, you know, some of the initial heavy lifting mm-hmm. on that stuff, and and Proof and we think theories. it's great, we love it, so yeah. um, right. you know, we're glad to kind of be at the heart of it. Well, and, I mean, that's uh, the thing; it just it opens up more opportunities for people like him and companies to come up with an idea that they can, you know, sure. enhance Absolutely. and. You'll be able to modify and bring it to market. And the bottom line is all these advancements that we see on the consumer end, you know, some of those advancements get get into the arms of our or get into the hands of our uh, armed forces. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that makes their job easier. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Helps keep them safe. Absolutely. So any plans for a shotgun? (laughs) <laughs> um, you know a colt shotgun eventually you know uh colt does have a history with shotguns going mm-hmm. going back um uh you know certainly stagecoach days that's, yeah, yeah cer- <laughs> certainly not something that i would say is you know very close on the radar but um but you know i, I think as we look to grow this company and and um and I, I shouldn't even say i think i mean the, the fact is as we look to grow this company um, it's going to be um, horizontally. It's not going to be, hey, we need to make even more 1911s and make even more black rifles. It's, yeah. it's um, you know, we need to look across the, the mm-hmm. industry as a whole, and, and we need to decide what um, where we're going to go after. And I think there are very specific areas where Colt is maybe, uh, not even maybe, it's much more meaningful, mm-hmm. and, um, and and I'll let you kind of speculate on what those areas are where Colt maybe has a history. Right. Um, but, um, but, you know, and, and even places where we don't, we're going to take a look at it, and we're going to do what makes sense. Awesome. Absolutely. Max. Yeah. If you could spend the day at the range with anybody, whether they're still living, uh, passed away, or fictional, who would you, who would you choose? That, that, is a, that is a good one. 
Um, he's thinking. He's thinking on it. I, I gotta. I gotta simmer <laughs> on this one, Justin. You wanna? You wanna? No, I got a different one for him. Oh, oh geez. Right, right. <laughs> um. All right. While you're thinking, I'm gonna ask yeah. him his. All right, Justin. When it comes to pop culture, movies, books, TV shows, magazines, what's your go-to that's gun-related? Oh, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm definitely you know I like a good movie. Um, God, Heat just sounds so cheesy. Heat? I mean, I love that go. movie, but that's it's, it's just so it's such a cheesy answer. It's a good movie but, though. But yeah, yeah, it's a good I, movie. I, I'd say Heat. I, I just go back to that one every time. Val you know? Kilmer, yeah. M- Michael Mann in his films, he just spends a ton of time really making sure all that stuff is right, and you can see it in Collateral, and you can see it now in uh, yeah. in that newer. Uh, uh, what's uh, Keanu. Oh, Keanu Keanu Reeves? Yeah, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, um, <laughs> he just uh, he, he really gets it right with the gun. We were players, talking so. about Keanu Reeves earlier today. There's a uh, something going around on the internet about Keanu Reeves. It's like sad Keanu. Oh yeah, it's oh, like yeah, a meme. Yeah. People are doing memes on it. Yeah, it's like a picture was... of him like sitting in a seat eating a sandwich, like on a bench, looking at a yeah. bird or something. <laughs> and he looks, he's got this sad look on his yeah. face or something. <laughs> It's just sad Keanu. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you this. I don't. I don't want to go shooting with sad Keanu. But uh, there you go. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go kind of, kind of a little sideways on you, a little out on a limb. All right. I would. Let's I would go it. shooting with Hunter S. Thompson. I think that that would be a good time. Okay. If I make it out alive, if you make it I'd out alive, I'd have the story. And for our listeners who don't know who that is, tell them who that is. Okay. He's uh he was a, a writer very prevalent in the 70s, and uh, if you've ever seen the movie Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, it was. Uh, a wild ride to say the least but he was a, a true firearms enthusiast and uh you know a kentucky boy through and through and uh i just think that it would be a really good, time, a good time to to, yeah. to to go out on the range with him cool i, I don't know if i'd uh, end up whole though <laughs> john wick by the way was the movie I, john oh, wick yes yeah, yeah. yeah that's so the one that's another one but yeah. my, another that's michael a good man movie yeah, yeah i mean he just you know again michael mann just just gets the gunplay right and Absolutely. Uh, it's the difference between you know the, for, the mechanics of you know the gun use in that movie too oh absolutely it's all there yeah, yeah it's good it's good well guys justin max appreciate you guys being on thanks for having thanks us. for having us yeah let's go shoot absolutely yeah. gotta right. go shoot <laughs> All right, like I said, that was a very good interview I had with those guys, uh, Max and Justin, and I'm looking forward to doing more with with Colt in the future. Uh, They have, they're one of the contributors to our 150th episode uh, giveaway celebration that uh, we're going to be doing here coming up in the next, hopefully, couple of weeks. Uh, I've got a lot of prizes that are going to be giving away. Uh, I've been giving a lot of Glock stuff away. Glock had given me just tons and tons and tons of stuff. Uh, to help us celebrate, and as I'm running into you leadheads out in public, uh, just stop me if you see me, and uh, if I haven't run out, I'll make sure I hook you up with some very nice Glock swag, uh, hats and water bottles and patches and just all kinds of stuff they've they've hooked us up with. Uh, and then we've also got you know other companies taking part: Nordic Components, Cobalt Kinetics, uh, Keltec, the guys over at Tactical Walls and uh, many, many, many more. But uh, you guys go out, enjoy your Memorial weekend, be safe. And, uh, you know, as always, if you see a veteran, I know Memorial's uh, more for the um, the ones that have passed, you know, given their lives for our country. Um, but anytime you see a veteran, thank them for their service. Uh, also, our, our, our law enforcement and uh, first responders, they appreciate that as well. 
And uh, always, you know, support our sponsors, Nordic Components, NordicComp.com, Cobalt Kinetics. Check them out at CobaltKinetics.com. Multicam, the wrap is done. Yes, I have it. Uh, posted a few pictures. Uh, still got some of the sponsors that uh, we're still getting uh, some logos put on. It'll be out in full force now that uh, we've got that new wrap on it, and it looks really nice. Multicam Black. They did a great job. Ernesto, awesome job. We appreciate the support over there at Multicam. Our buddies over at Apex Tactical, uh, they're putting up some of those base plates for our giveaway. Make sure you check out Apex Tactical. Great guys over there. Uh, they've got some really cool stuff on the way. They've got a new uh, drop-in Glock trigger that I can't wait to get. Uh, and then they've got, obviously, the Smith & Wesson. They've got the new barrels for those, so check them out at uh, Apex Tactical. And uh, 1776 United, go there and get our T-shirts. Um, working on trying to get some new colors uh, for our military so that they can wear them with their uh, with their gear. Trying to get the... The tan and, uh, you know, maybe a, a, a green or something like that. So check the store out. You can still get our, our nice gray comfy shirts there, 1776united.com. Check out Cantu Bruner. Awesome pins. He's going to be putting up one of his pins as a giveaway. And uh, the Devil Dog Concept, guys, the hard charger. Uh, a really cool product. Check out, our, check out our video on YouTube of the hard charger from Devil Dog Concepts. Palmetto State Armory. Adam over there uh, has graciously put up a $150 gift card. So we're going to be giving that away from Palmetto State Armory. Uh, and speaking of 1776 uh, United, they're also going to be putting up a $100 gift card uh, for their store too. And they're having a Memorial Day weekend, I know. So you can go get some great deals on, uh, on Talking Lead t-shirt or the 1776 United t-shirts. We've got some great interviews coming up. I made some great connections at NRA while I was there. Uh, we'll talk about that in the upcoming normal episode, episode 154. We're going to have Spectre with the BSO Gun Channel on with us. And we'll talk a little bit about the NRA show and um, some of the connections that I made there and the interviews that we've got coming up. So, as always, Leadheads, thank you for your support. Couldn't do this without you. Keep your loved ones close and keep your firearms closer.